in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, June 1st, 2016, for the Streams in the Desert Live internet radio broadcast. Coming to you live from the beautiful and breathtaking studios of StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is Rapture versus the Second Coming. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne this day. Lord God, we bow down. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We ask that the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit would send this word around the world through the digital airwaves to do that in the hearts and minds and souls and spirits of your people that you have prepared even before the foundation of this world was ever laid. It is now 11.59 and split seconds just before the return of the Lord and only Savior of all mankind, who is Jesus Christ, and we need to be prepared. Lord Jesus, we thank you for taking our place on the cross and that you will soon be returning for us. In Jesus' precious and holy name we say, Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we begin our show for today, I would just like to start off by saying that lately it has come to my attention that Satan and shall we say his agents are and have been since the beginning of time as we have known it feverishly working on a covert plan to dupe not only those in this present world who do not know God's word, know it well or know it correctly for themselves, but also those who claim that they know the word of God, but who sadly and obviously do not. Into believing, my friends, that the rapture of the church and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ are one and the same event. As we investigate this eternal life-changing biblical topic, my friends, you must understand the difference between the two 
to be ready, watching, and waiting for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ, to meet him in the air where you will be forever changed in the twinkling of an eye when he returns in the rapture. With that said, today we are not only going to examine the traits of the rapture of the church, we are as well going to take a look at the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I know right there, my friends, that I've already lost half of you. I can already hear you saying, oh no, apostasy alert, apostasy alert. Pastor Dana, I thought the rapture and the second coming of Jesus Christ were the same thing. And all I can say at this point, my friends, is I know you do. And that's why we're going to take a biblical look at it here today. My friends, it is for this very reason and season that the Lord God has called the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast into existence. The Lord God sends me here each week with a message to be broadcast around the world over the digital airwaves to bring to you, the listener, what are known as biblical truths. You can not only sink your teeth into them, but after you have heard them, you can go and look them up for yourself and see that they, that what has been presented was indeed the very truth. And is most importantly, the true and unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God of heaven, earth, and Israel, and not any invention of my own. Now, moving right along, let us begin to take a look at the characteristics of the rapture of the church, which is the first of two appearances in the second coming of the Lord and only Savior, who is none other than Jesus Christ, of which the exact year, month, week, and day of the week, not to mention the hour in that day, are unknown to the true Bible-believing body of the Lord and only Savior, who is Jesus Christ, and is completely unexpected to the unbelieving world at large, as well as to those who have failed to be ready, watching, waiting, and praying in the so-called professing church. In other words, the only people who will see Jesus at his first return in his second coming, which is called the rapture or the catching away of the saints, the church or the bride of Christ are those who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent return. So as you may have already began to see, there are some very important aspects of the rapture that we need to keep in mind and be sure that we have in the correct order so that we who are the faithful body of the Lord Jesus Christ, or in other words, the church, will be ready to meet the Lord Jesus in the air when he returns in this in there again, the first but most critical appearance to believers in what is called his second coming. Because for the believer, the Lord and only Savior, who is Jesus Christ, it will be our ticket to escape the time of the outpouring of the wrath of God upon all those who are left behind in what is known best as the time of great tribulation, which begins at the second three and a half year mark of the seven year period of the time of tribulation, and is also referred to as the time of Jacob's trouble. 
Now, this is not to say that there won't be people saved during the tribulation after the rapture, because there will be, my friends. Yes, there will be people saved, namely all those who call upon the name of the Lord who have never heard and understood the plan of God's salvation through the work done by his one and only begotten son, who there again is Jesus Christ, upon the cross of Calvary in the shedding of his precious and holy blood for the remission of the sins of all mankind, and by the stripes he bore upon his body for our healing, followed by and through his death, burial, and resurrection unto eternal life. But my friends, the clinker is that after the rapture, those who are saved, they will have to give their lives for the Lord to enter into heaven because it will be the time of the Antichrist and no one that belongs to the Lord professing that they do will be able to live. They will be killed. With that said, this is precisely the reason Jesus Christ came to the earth in the first place, to give those who in this life would surrender their lives unto the lordship of Jesus Christ, who paid the price for sin once and for all, for all mankind, by and through his actions of being the final Lamb of God. Once and for all, both back, but he bought back mankind from what is called the fall of man. In other words, from the curse of death that was placed upon all generations through the disobedience of Adam and Eve, more commonly known as sin. My friends, never lose sight of the fact that Jesus' whole reason for coming to this earth in the first place was to pay the price for the sins of all mankind, that is, of all mankind that will call upon his name. This is why, this way of escape, my friends, was only made possible by way of the shedding of the precious and holy blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that was to redeem mankind from eternal destruction in the lake of fire. It was as well coupled with the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit along with the written word of God to show us how to live a glorious and victorious godly life until the ultimate day of redemption best known there again as the rapture. As I just mentioned, Jesus came to this earth to bring us life and life more abundant in the here and now, my friends, as well as eternal life. For it is said in John chapter 10, verses 10 and 11, Jesus speaking said, the thief come not but for to kill and to, to steal and to kill and to destroy I, Jesus said, am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I, Jesus said, am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Forget not, my friends, that all of that which has been done, been mentioned, can only be attained if we will surrender our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ in the here and now by becoming what is called in the word of God by Jesus himself, born again into the spirit of God and therefore seeking the Lord God for the indwelling power and working of his Holy Spirit so that we are able to live a victorious life in the here and now by walking in the spirit and not 
the flesh. Oh, yes. And for the record, my friends, before I forget, as for all of you who are one at worrying and wondering about whether or not I'm a pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib believer, I'll tell you this much. I am not a believer in post-trib fairy tales in the, in the belief system devised by Satan, who will do anything to have a person to miss out on eternal life. But as to whether or not I'm of the mind of a pre-trib or mid-trib rapture, I'll tell you when we get to heaven. With that said, let us now, at this time, take a look at what the scriptures have to say about the rapture. Me, meaning, my friends, the catching away of the body of Christ, in other words, the church. In Matthew chapter 24, verses 34 through 44, the word of God says, Jesus speaking, Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But Jesus said, my words shall not pass away. But of the day and the hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, one shall be taken, the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill, one shall be taken and the other left. Jesus said, Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doeth come. But know this, he said, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered or permitted his house to be broken up. Therefore, Jesus said, Be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. My friends, the Lord Jesus said this about his return for us who are his faithful believers, and it is completely worthy of taking a special note of as we move closer and closer to the day and hour of his return in the rapture, which there again will be totally unexpected to those in the world whose lives are not ready to meet the Lord in the air. For the Lord Jesus himself gave us a key as to how to know and, and be ready for when he comes. And it is found in Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 through 4, where Matthew begins by saying, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. My friends, Jesus was speaking here of the destruction of the temple that has already happened in the past and to that which took place in Jerusalem just a few years after he returned to the right hand of the Father in heaven. In other words, the temple has been at this point destroyed twice. And it is as well speaking to what will be taking place 
in the time of his return in the rapture. Matthew continues by saying in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, And as he said upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, asking or saying, Tell us, what shall these things be? When shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, unto them, these seven little words that mean the difference between blindly following an agent of Satan off of a cliff or being ready at the day and hour that the Lord God has appointed for us to meet the Lord Jesus in the air and to forever be changed in the twinkling of an eye and to forever be with the Lord Jesus. These seven words are as follows. Take heed that no man deceives you. And it is for this very reason, my friends, that I am here today to tell you that we do not have as much time to get ready, be ready, and stay ready as those who think that the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom is as well known as the bridegroom, is not returning for his church, of whom is as well known as the bride of Christ, until after the entire seven-year period of what is known as the time of tribulation, the time of great tribulation, and the time of Jacob's trouble, of which the latter two mentioned are carried out during the last or final three and a half years of the seven years of tribulation. And to that end, the Lord God in his word has made it crystal clear that there is no such thing as a post-trib or post-tribulation rapture. Some people think that we as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ must go through the final outpouring of the wrath of God. And this is just not true. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I can just hear the gasps right now, but the Lord The Lord God's word tells us that we don't, and this is where. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, where Paul is speaking to all who are faithful believers in the Lord Jesus Christ and says, But of the times and seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. My friends, the day of the Lord begins at the catching away of the church, of which is also called the day of Christ or the rapture, and takes place just before or at some point during the first three and a half years of the time of tribulation. Continuing on, Paul says in verse 3, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, says Paul, let us not sleep. Spiritually speaking, that is, my friends, also, as, as do others, but let us watch and be sober in the spirit, my friends. Let us be thoughtful in the spirit and alert. For they, Paul says, that sleep, sleep in the night, which means, my friends, that they 
are in the dark concerning the things of the Lord. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. There again, they are also of this present world who are in the dark concerning the very things of the Lord God. Paul continues by stating, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for an helmet, the hope of salvation for God. And here it is, my friends, listen up for God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we shall live together with him. My friends, I have shared this with you time after time, that the word salvation means way of escape. Paul ends with these words, Wherefore, comfort ye one another, and edify or instruct one another, even as ye also do. My friends, this is as well what the word of God tells us about the rapture of the church and is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 58, where Paul there again speaking says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, or in other words, die, my friends, but we shall all be changed. Speaking to believers in the Lord Jesus Christ who have lived the life before the Lord God, my friends, that he is expecting from us. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. The we that Paul speaks of here only pertains to those Christians who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior, who is none other than Jesus Christ, at his return in the rapture. Paul then continues by saying, For this corruptible must put on incorruptible, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruptible, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, says Paul, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Paul goes on to say in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. But I would not have you to be ignorant, or in other words, unaware of the fact, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, or which have died and gone on to be with the Lord, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, not their word, but the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain and to the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. 
For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. So there you have it, my friends, a biblical snapshot of the rapture of the church. And at this, and, and at this point, my friends, I'll leave you with this scripture to ponder in which Jesus himself makes this proclamation found in Revelation chapter 16, verse 15, where he begins to speak and say, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garment, lest he walk naked and they see his shame or sin, my friends. And now for Pastor Dana's translation, which is, blessed are those who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of the world, who is Jesus Christ. Because as for those who are not ready at his return, listen up, my friends, they will be caught up in the judgment and wrath of God, never again having opportunity to enter into the eternal kingdom of the Lord God. And on that better late than never note, I'll be right back after the break to outline the soon coming day of the Lord. Hide. My faith is dead, I need a 
Roaring like a lion, my friends. That's my life. How about yours? Okay, my friends. My next note concerning the events that take place during what the Bible calls the Day of the Lord are outlined in this short but sweet piece right here. When Jesus returns in the rapture or the catching away of the saints in regards to the church, it marks the beginning of the day of the Lord, which means a few things. Number one, it marks the time of the rapture of the church, as we have just discussed. It marks the beginning of the overthrowing of God's enemies during the time of tribulation, which includes and reaches into the outpouring of the divine judgment and wrath of God during the time of the great tribulation which are there again noted as being the last three and a half years of the seven-year period of the time known as the time of tribulation. The day of the Lord also includes a second appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ, known as the second coming of the Lord Jesus, in which he, Jesus Christ, that is, returns with his saints at the end of the time referred to in the Bible as the time of tribulation, which is a period of seven years and includes, there again, the outpouring of the wrath of God in the second three and a half years of the seven-year period, known as the time of great tribulation. Jesus at this time banishes the Antichrist and the false prophet to the lake of fire for all eternity. This time also includes the angel that was sent from heaven to bind Satan in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years, which at the very same time includes the beginning of the time of the millennial kingdom reign or thousand-year reign of the Lord and only Savior, who is Jesus Christ, upon the earth. The day of the Lord begins winding down at the close of the millennial kingdom reign of the Lord Jesus, at which time Satan is released for a little season just before being cast also into the lake of fire by God for all eternity, where the Antichrist and false prophet are. The day of the Lord continues to wind down after the final judgment of the lost 
which the Bible calls the great white throne judgment of God, where at the end of Jesus' thousand-year reign upon the earth, all the people who have lived in this world throughout the ages are resurrected, who chose not to partake of the gift of eternal life that the blood of Jesus Christ bought and brought to the world, and are then cast into the lake of fire with Satan, his evil angels, demons, the Antichrist, and false prophet. The same are all, the same are all at that time forever separated from the eternal kingdom of God, which is known as the second death, and means that they will also forever be separated from God himself, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and all those who have in this life chosen to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord, Master, and Savior. And finally, my friends, the day of the Lord officially comes to an end at the opening of eternity, which is marked by the appearance of the new heaven and the new earth. Now, my friends, it is onward to the second phase of the second coming of the Lord and only Savior, who is Jesus Christ. When Jesus has come and gone in his first appearance at his second coming, and we, which are his faithful and true believers, known better as the bride of Christ, the church, or the body of Christ, have gone with him, in the rapture, he, Jesus that is, will not return again until the close of the time of the great tribulation, which is after the marriage supper of the Lamb, which takes place in heaven, my friends. When the Lord Jesus comes to do away with the Antichrist and false prophet and to set up his rule and reign upon the earth for the next 1,000 years. At the time of Jesus' second appearance, during his second coming, we, his bride, will be with him. For it says in Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 through 16, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife, meaning the church, my friends, has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for f the fine linen is the righteousness or right living in Jesus Christ, my friends, of the saints. And he saith unto me, said John the Revelator, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him, and he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I, said John, saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doeth judge and make war. 
His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, which is his word, my friends, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of God Almighty, and he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Okay, my friends, I would at this time like to regress for just a moment because they always say the last thing that you hear is what you remember the most. So at this point, my friends, I've said all that I've said To fill you in on the soon, and I do mean very soon coming events that have yet to take place concerning the rapture and second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But right now, I would like to touch base on some things that people tend to get mixed up on concerning the rapture and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. That being a What we read in the Word of God concerning these and many other types of matters are not always written in chronological order. So, B, the fact is, when you're reading about an event on a page in the Bible and you come to the next event, moving down that page, it may well not be the next thing that actually has to happen or will happen next. Which brings us to C. This is one of the most important reasons that you need to be filled with the indwelling power and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. So that he, the Holy Spirit, can give you discernment, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that only comes from the throne of God. And so that he, being there again, the Holy Spirit, can bring all things that you have need of from the word of God to your remembrance. Many people are duped into getting the facts wrong by way of the lack of sound teaching and spiritual knowledge, which once again only comes by way of God's Holy Spirit. For instance, people who read Matthew chapter 24 verses 29 through 31 have conveyed to me that they are that their understanding of these particular set of scriptures applies to those who will go in the rapture before the tribulation and are as follows immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and 
they shall be gathered together, his elect, from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Okay, now, my friends, let us read it again. Matthew 24, 29 through 31, and break it down. Immediately after the tribulation of those days is referring to the end of the time of the Great Tribulation, or 1260 days, as noted in the Bible. Because the believers who are ready to meet the Lord Jesus Christ at the time of the rapture, which, remember, is only witnessed by those who are ready, watching, and waiting, and praying for Jesus' imminent return, won't be here. Because it will have already happened. The word of God goes on to say, Shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light. And the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Remember, my friends, once again, there will be no sign when Jesus returns in the rapture. But there will be one when he returns at the end of the tribulation period. Everyone on the face of the planet that is left will see him coming. The sign spoken of here only appears at his second coming after the entire seven-year period of tribulation. The word goes on to say, And then shall all the tribes of earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. My friends, the rapture is a time of rejoicing, not of mourning. The time at the end of the seven years of tribulation when the Lord is about ready to cast the false prophet and the Antichrist into the lake of fire and everyone who has followed them by taking the uh, oath of Satan, which will be the mark of the beast, being cast into the fire as well, as the word of God says, that is not a joyous time. It is a time to mourn. The rapture is a joyous time. And there will be no sign of the Lord Jesus Christ coming in the rapture, but there definitely will be a sign of him in the sky and in the clouds of heaven with great power and glory, as the word of God says when he returns at the end of the seven years of tribulation to set up his millennial kingdom upon the earth. The word of God says, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, not the last trumpet. He made a point in the rapture of saying that at the last trump or last trumpet, that his people, his believers, his children would be raptured. My friends, it says here, and he shall send his angel with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, one end of heaven to the other. My friends, when the rapture takes place, it is Jesus Christ who appears in the eastern sky. He does not send his angel to collect anyone at that time, but he will send his angel at the end of the seven-year period because there will be people that belong to the Lord God still here that will go on into the millennial kingdom time, which is something only known by the Lord God. So don't think it's going to be you because your time to be ready, watching and waiting is on this side of the rapture. That side of the rapture is another story altogether. One we are not even aware of at this point. 
from one end to, of heaven to the other, the angels will gather the Lord God's people. Okay, my friends, this is the tricky part. The last verse is in regards to the tribulation, tribulation saints, as I said, of the Lord Jesus, who at the end of seven year, at the end of the seven year period, are still on the earth at that time, as I said, at Jesus' return with his bride, the church, in regards to all the saints that were ready to meet him, the Lord, in the air at the time of the rapture, which has there again already taken place before the time of great tribulation. So there you have, my friends, a snapshot in a nutshell, the two appearances of the Lord Jesus Christ at his second coming, the first being the time of the rapture, which is only seen by those saints who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent return, of which will be unexpected and unseen by the world at large. And the second appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ, when he returns with his bride in regards to the church at his second coming after the time which is known as the time of great tribulation, which there again takes place in the second three and a half years or 1260 days of the seven year of the seven years of the time simply known as the time of tribulation. My friends, I will leave you with these two scriptures to think about. Revelation chapter 3, where Jesus is speaking and says, Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If, therefore, thou shalt not watch, I, Jesus said, will come on thee as a thief, and thou shall not know what hour I will come upon thee. Revelation chapter 3, verses 11 through 13 goes on to say, there again where Jesus is speaking, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Because one of our crowns in heaven, my friends, is the crown of life. Verse 12 says, Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, Jesus said, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name says Jesus. My friends, do you remember what the new name is? Because it was already mentioned here in this broadcast, and it is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus ends by reminding us all that he has, that he who has an ear, spiritually speaking, that is, let him hear what the Spirit or the Holy Spirit, my friends, is saying unto the churches. My friends, day by day, we can see that our world is falling apart. People are dying in droves by way of such plights as famine, disease, flood, fires, shootings, plane, train, boat, and car crashes, suicide, murder, dropping dead unexpectedly, being stuck 
being struck by lightning, unintended drug and alcohol overdoses, or just plainly being involved in one of the many, many, many terrorist attacks that take place daily around the world, to name just a few. Yes, I know that all of these things have been in play all along, but anyone with a thinking mind can see that they are accelerating in occurrence such as never before. Do you know the reason why? Well, it is very simple. The Lord God has given the people of this world 2,000 years since he allowed his one and only begotten son, who is none other than Jesus Christ, to go to the cross of Calvary, where he paid the price by way of the shedding of his precious and holy blood for the sins of all mankind, past, present, and future, once and for all times. But for the most part, mankind has continued throughout the ages to walk in the darkness that Satan provides as a covering for the evil deeds carried out by those who have chosen, who have chosen to be called a child of Satan rather than a child of God. My friends, I believe that the people in general do not understand that to be counted as a child of Satan in the eyes of the one and only true and living God is who is the creator of heaven, earth, Israel, and all mankind is to never give your heart over to and live for his one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ, while they walk among the land of the living. My friends, it does not matter how good you are, nor how much money you spend, or how many good deeds you perform in the helping of those that are less fortunate. It does not matter if you do not believe in the Lord God, Jesus Christ, or the Holy Spirit. It does not even matter if you don't believe in the plan of salvation that God has set forth by way of the work that his one and only begotten son, who is there again, none other than Jesus Christ, has done upon the cross of Calvary. It is all still the truth, and that you cannot change. And in the end, for your disobedience unto you, my friends, it is still true and that you cannot change that, my friends. In the end, for your disobedience unto, shall we say, your maker, you will pay the price for your error in which will be ultimately served out for all eternity in the lake of fire. My friends, John speaks to those who would believe and live, believe in and live for the Lord Jesus Christ in the words God gave him beginning in 1 John 2, where he opens by saying, My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation, which means substitute, for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. 
And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith that he abideth in him ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye have from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion for stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not where whether he go. Because that darkness has blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake, which is Jesus, my friends, that he's talking about. For Jesus' name's sake, our sins are forgiven when we confess our sins to the Lord Jesus Christ and begin to live the life that the Lord God has outlined in the word of God for us to live. Verse 13 says, I wrote unto you, fathers, because you have known him. That is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the father. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him. This is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abideth in you, and ye shall have overcome the wicked one. I love, verse 15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loveth the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world, which belongs to Satan, my friends. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time, or it's, it's the end of days doubt that we're reading this, my friends, and this is what it was written for. Little children, it is the last time, or the end of days. And as ye have heard, the Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time or the end of days, my friends. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. 
But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it. And that is no lie. And that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus Christ, he who is, he, the, who is a liar, says the word of God, who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is an antichrist, meaning against the Lord Jesus Christ, my friends, that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same has not the Father, but he that acknowledgeth the Son has the Father also. Let us therefore abide, let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised to us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you all things and is true truth and is no lie and even as it has taught you ye shall abide in him and now little children abide in him that when he shall appear we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming if ye know that he is righteous ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness or lives right in Jesus Christ my friends is born of him. And John once again says in John chapter 3, verses 31 through 36, that he that cometh down from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifieth. And no man receiveth his testimony. He that has received his testimony has set to his seal that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. And his name is Jesus Christ, my friends. The father loveth the son and has given all things into his hand. He that loveth, he that believeth on the Son has everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides upon him. And with that said, my friends, today, if you've never given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, today is your day. The Lord Jesus gives you an invitation in Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, where Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door. And knock. The door is your heart, my friends. If any man hear my voice, Jesus said, and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him 
that overcometh will I, Jesus said, grant to sit with me in my throne, which translates to power, my friends, even as I, Jesus said, also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. My friends, right now, I'm just going to say a real quick prayer, and it's time for you to prepare your heart if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, because you don't know if you have tomorrow. And with that said, Father God, I humbly come before your throne today, and I bow down, and I pray, Lord, that I have delivered in my feeble way as a man that which you have prepared, but the power and anointing of your Holy Spirit has propelled it into the hearts of those that belong to you. Lord Jesus, I know that if they that are in need of a Savior will call upon you, that you are faithful and true to do that which you have promised, and that is to forgive their sins and to wash them white as snow and to give them a hope of eternal salvation through eternal life by the blood that you shed upon the cross of Calvary. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day, and in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. And with that said, my friends, it's a wrap. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world. Take your Bible off the shelf. Read the book of Revelations for yourself. Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?